0: We'd like to turn to our first reading, if you have the Bible open before you. It's Isaiah chapter 11, beginning at verse 1. Isaiah 11, page 702. A shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse. From his roots a branch will bear fruit. The Spirit of the Lord will rest on him, the Spirit of wisdom and of understanding, the Spirit of counsel and of power, the Spirit of knowledge of the Lord and the fear of the Lord, and he will delight in the fear of the Lord. He will not judge by what he sees with his eyes or decide by what he hears with his ears, But with righteousness he will judge the needy. With justice he will give decisions for the poor of the earth. He will strike the earth with the rod of his mouth. With the breath of his lips he will slay the wicked. Righteousness will be his belt, and faithfulness the sash around his waist. The wolf will lie down with the lamb, the leopard will lie down with the goat, the calf and the lion and the yearling together. And a little child will lead them. A cow will feed with a bear. The young will lie down together. And the lion will eat straw like an ox. Infants will play near the hole of the cobra. And young children put their hands into the viper's nest. They will neither harm or destroy on all my holy mountain. For the earth will be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our gospel reading is from the fourth chapter of St. Mark, beginning at verse verse 30. Hear the holy gospel according to St. Mark. Glory Glory be to you, O Lord. Again Jesus said, What shall we say the kingdom of God is like? Or what parable shall we use to describe it? It's like a mustard seed, which is the smallest seed you plant in the ground. Yet, when planted, it grows and becomes the largest of all garden plants with such big branches that the birds of the air can perch in its shade. With many similar parables, Jesus spoke the word to them as much as they could understand. He did not say anything to them without using a parable. But when he was alone with his own disciples, he explained everything. This is the gospel of our Lord. Praise Praise to you, O Christ. Father, we pray that we might be open to all that your word means for us. And whatever you have as gift for us, we pray that we may be open to receiving, that we might put into practice those things that you would have us do. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I wonder if I can ask you to raise a hand if anyone hasn't been... Through those double doors on my right. Uh, Would you like to come with me? Just those of you who who, like to just come over and let me show you the secrets of what's behind these doors. Right. Thank you very much. Let's have some adjectives to describe. Really
1: this is the first time I've ever been out the front.
0: Has it really? Oh. Well, I'm sure it won't be the last. It will. Just <laughs> tell us what uh, what's your feeling. It's very creepy. It's very smelly.
1: Very smelly. It's very dark. And it's full of, ru- well, not rubbish, junk. Uh, junk. You know? Well, no, it's not really well, no, junk. Full of stuff. Stuff, yes. Very, you know, dark and dingy. I wouldn't like to be in there.
0: No. No. Thank you very much. Okay. Thank you. Let's give you a very,
1: very round of applause.
0: Dark and dingy, damp, smelly, wouldn't like to be in there. What if you had to live in there? In fact, what if you had to live in somewhere like that that was quite a bit smaller than that? Live, not only on your own, but with three other young people. With one bed and nothing else second thing I'd like you to do is to take out the, uh, the envelope that you uh, have been sitting on or had under your chair there and look at uh, the four people who are standing before you, photographed on the Christian Aid Week collecting envelope. Now, Marcelin and his family... Live in this place. It's a two-meter by two-meter ex-communal shower room. And after the earthquake, or the, the uh, hurricane, rather, in 2016 in Haiti, his other house was completely destroyed, and that's where he has been living. He lost everything, and in this concrete block with no windows. With one single bed, in the sweltering heat of Haiti, he tries to survive. Christian Aid have highlighted Marceline of one of 40 million people across the world who have been, are termed now, internally displaced. This is not the refugees who have left their countries There are millions and millions and millions more than that, as we know. But these are just the people, estimated, who have been internally. They're in the same country, but they just haven't got homes because they've been forced to leave their homes uh, because of various circumstances. It does, if you allow it to touch your heart, begin to break it because... The scale of what human beings in 2018 are having to endure is unbelievable. And the issues of injustice, how can this be? Why can't we as a rich world address this in ways that bring something of what God wants for these people, what human beings want for these people uh, to happen? It's just unbelievable. How are we to respond? Well, Jesus, of course, taught his disciples when they prayed to pray, thy kingdom come, Lord, your kingdom come. Justin Welby, in the uh, leaflet, the booklet that goes with this week, Christian Aid, uh, God's Kingdom Stronger Than Storms, has written uh, a few words about the significance of the kingdom prayer, Jesus' prayer. Let me read them to you. This year, Christian Aid falls within Thy Kingdom Come. It's the title of this week of prayer. It's an ecumenical global prayer movement throughout the 11 days between Ascension Day and Pentecost. This great wave of prayer is for the empowering of the Holy Spirit to enable our effective evangelism and witness. I've been thrilled, he says, to witness how thy kingdom come prayer encourages people to step out in faith across Britain and Ireland. We are sent in Jesus' name and empowered by the Holy Spirit to proclaim the king and do the works of the kingdom. Proclaim and do. Kingdom builders like you from all walks of life and Christian traditions come together during Christian Aid Week. And whether you do house-to-house collections, sponsored walks or church collections, or if you bring everyone together for a big brekkies, bake sales, our quiz nights, you are stepping out in God's mission for the world's poorest people. And when you have those envelopes, and when you bake those cakes, when we do these things We're doing nothing less than stepping out in mission for the world's poorest people. And significantly, he says, concludes by saying, together we raise funds to help our poorest brothers and sisters around the globe to thrive abundantly. Because we believe in life before death. This work brings the kingdom close. I'll come back to that word together in a few moments. But that is the crucial thing. Together we do these things. One of the reflections in this book, the devotional aids that I've been following through this uh, Christian Aid Week, is from Mark chapter 4, the parable of the mustard seed. Jesus is telling lots of parables. Not all his parables really are about the kingdom of God. It's a central theme in all his teaching. He, and he and he's trying to find ways of um, helping people to grasp what the kingdom of God means. What's it like, he says. And you can imagine, what, what else can I think of to get this message across? What's the kingdom of God like? And you can see these mustard tree Bushes, You know, it's quite big, sort of seven, eight feet tall. Well, he says it's like, it's like a mustard seed, a seed of this great tree, which, you know, might be the smallest, and it, it was the smallest of all the seeds that were used to plant. It wasn't technically the very smallest seed, but it was the smallest that they used in farming and in uh, agriculture. Uh, it's the smallest seed in the ground, and yet... When it's planted, it grows and becomes the largest of all the garden plants. With such big branches that birds can, of the air can perch in its shade. So it has a, a dynamic about it. Something very tiny growing into something very big that brings shelter and security for the birds of the air. It has a purpose and it has a life that is beyond all expectations when you just see this tiny little seed. The kingdom of God, says Jesus, is like that. And I was, I've spent all my life really trying to get a handle on what the kingdom of God is like. It's a very slippery thing. But Tom Wright, uh, in his book on, on hope, which uh, I was reading around this subject He speaks of the kingdom of God as heaven breaking into earth. I love that simple explanation. Heaven breaking into earth. It is present now. It was present fully in the person of Jesus. It's present now as the Holy Spirit is here on earth. And we pray for things that things might be now as they are in heaven. Your kingdom come on earth now as it is in heaven. Because the kingdom of God is heaven. That is the rule of God, what, God, what life is like when God's in charge. That heavenly realm comes on earth and makes things well. That was the vision of Isaiah. That the kingdom of God would be known throughout the earth as the waters cover the sea. The earth shall be filled with the glory of God, the knowledge of God, as the waters cover the sea. And in that passage in Isaiah, we hear of the way in which justice is seen in all the earth. In Isaiah chapter 11 and verses 3 and 4, the prophet writes, He will not judge. This is fulfilled, of course, in Jesus by what he sees with his eyes or decide by what he hears with his ears but with righteousness he will judge the needy and with justice he will give decisions for the poor of the earth. This is the kingdom coming. The decisions that are made on earth will be for the poor. There will be a bias to the poor as one great archbishop wrote a book about a bishop of Liverpool many, many years ago, a bias for the poor. And he says he will strike the earth with the rod of his mouth or the breath of his lips. He will slay the wicked so that evil and all that works for the the furtherance of evil will be destroyed. And righteousness, that which is right and good and honest and pure and just, will become more of a reality. God's purpose, therefore, is to be realized when the kingdom comes. And in Jesus, we see one who fulfilled these words. That's why they're often read at Christmas and carol services. Because it's in Jesus that the kingdom comes and the taste of heaven on earth is seen. And Jesus' life, death and resurrection and the sending of the Holy Spirit are all part of how that kingdom comes. Because we saw it in Jesus. We saw the power of God over evil in the resurrection. And we see the power of the Holy Spirit empowering people to become heaven builders on earth. Tom Wright again said, Jesus wanted to rescue humans in order that humans might be his rescuing stewards of our creation. That's a great description, isn't it, of what Jesus has done and how he... We ourselves have a part in that. Jesus wanted to rescue humans in order that humans might be his rescuing stewards over creation. We become therefore part of God's kingdom project when we sign up to be part of Jesus' followers, his family. Justice, joy, and the healing of creation, as Hans Kung put it, are part of what it means to be kingdom bringers. And that's what you and I have signed up for. If we have said yes to Christ and his cross and his purposes. You don't have to go, as Marilyn did, as the Bacons did, as others went to Uganda, to do this work, though great though that is. You can go and I can go to cleave hill and deliver envelopes, to the people here to put on the things that we're doing today, make a cake and make it possible for money to be raised for that purpose. We can play a very small part, but we can be encouraged. Say, oh, what's that amongst so much need? And I sometimes look at the loose change in the envelopes and think, oh, you know, this is ridiculous. People giving 20p, you know, putting their loose change in these things. It's an insult. An insult to God. But then I thought, well, if you put all those tiny little contributions, which if you're giving to God, it is insulting to give 20p. It's ridiculous. But the fact is that... If all those 20 P's come together, then they make a huge amount of money. And that's what Christian Aid Week seeks to do. For many people in our country, giving money to charity is a tiny, tiny uh, priority for people. But if everything that is collected comes together, it like mustard seed grows into something that is huge, that provides security and shelter for those who need it most. So the impact of God's love in action can be multiplied as people work together, each in their small ways, combining together to make a huge difference. That's why we come back to the Archbishop's word, together, which is so significant in working for the kingdom. So we pray and campaign for justice for the poor together, and there will be real change. We will put money in envelopes, our small gifts. We'll together rebuild villages, and give for Marceline and his children a new home, and more importantly, a new hope as we put our hope in the God who can do immeasurably more than anything we can ask, think or even imagine and trust the God who calls us to act together and pray together, we can do with confidence as Jesus taught us to pray, Thy kingdom come, Lord, on earth as it is in heaven by your Holy Spirit Inspire us, we pray, and equip us to live our lives for others. Lord, let your kingdom come through us and in this world right now. There's a lot to ponder and think about and consider on this Christian Aid Week. I'd just like to give us a few moments to do that as we listen to and a simple song that has been written for Christian Aid and see the <coughs> images that go with it. Heaven has kindly got ready for us to do so. Let's just allow God to speak to us through these words.